Okay, welcome to today's podcast. We are going to cover John chapter 17. Um, I just want to say thank you for following um, me and I appreciate you listening. Um, I really enjoy going through scripture chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Um, and I really like to put a huge emphasis on keeping things in context. Um, it's so important that we read God's word for what it is and we don't try to put a spin on it, um, use it to benefit us, um, use it to support, you know, ulterior motives and things of that nature, but to just keep it the way it was intended to be and let it say what it wants to say. Um, so let's start chapter 17, verse 1. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. Basically saying, help me um, so I can help you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one who you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. See, Jesus wants to return to that spiritual, eternal state, is what he's saying here. And I love verse 4. He says that he brought God the Father, the Father of all creation, the Creator, you know, the beginning, the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, um, the one who is and always will be. He is God. Okay, we are not. Okay, but Jesus came to earth to reveal God to us and also to bring us back to bridge the gap to those that he gave Jesus. So God gave Jesus uh, certain people. We could see that reference in John chapter 17, verse 2. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, that's a hard truth, but it's a true truth. Because I see J Jesus references, I think this is probably about the fifth or sixth reference through the book of John where Jesus talks about God giving him certain people. Um, so, anywho... We're going to read on verse uh, verse 6. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. There it is again. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they and they have kept your word. See, it's almost it's predestination. I believe some part of the sovereignty of God is that um, God gave certain people or he knew they would be saved and Jesus was going to redeem them from a sinful life in a sinful world. It's a beautiful love story, guys. It's like, you know, sending a rescue mission. Jesus was sent on a rescue mission to restore God's uh, select people. Um, and that's the church. That's the true church of Jesus Christ. And it's a spotless bride. Um and it says right here that these people, these select core group of people that were gods that given to Jesus Christ, kept 
the word. Um, so what we could see there is that the word of God is, is vitally important. Um, if you're the word of God, what I'm reading here, if this is not a part of your life, it it reveals where your priorities are. You know, what you do, what, what you spend your money on, your time on, reveal what you love the most. You know, you could say you love something all day long, but if you're not investing in it, you don't truly love it. So you're, you can watch somebody, what they spend their time doing is what they love. You know, if, if someone loves their family, they're going to spend the majority of their time with their family. You know, if, if someone loves their wife, they're going to treat their wife well and they're going to love her and care for her and, and serve her and do things for her. Same way with Jesus Christ. And the Bible is the word of God. And we must keep the word of God. We must obey it and be faithful to it. See, that's the mark of a believer. Uh, verse 7. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. Everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you. And they believe you sent me. Jesus is talking about his disciples here. Um, verse 9. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me. See, Jesus is not praying for the people of the world, everyone in the world. He's praying for his disciples because they belong to you. Verse 10. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me. So they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one of them was lost except the one headed for destruction, as Scripture foretold. It's talking about Judas there. But Jesus is praying for his disciples. Verse 13, Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but just keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. Verse 19. And I gave myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. See, we see a beautiful prayer here. Jesus talking to his father. And he's asking his father to do these wonderful things for his disciples. See, and if you keep scripture in context here, he's not just talking to anybody. Jesus is not just praying this prayer for anybody. He's praying this prayer for his disciples. Okay, so... 
they are getting ready to launch the ministry of Jesus Christ. What an honor. And, and, and this is, you're going to see why they were empowered to do miracles. And you're going to see why they were uh, full of the Holy Spirit and, and live so courageous and bold. Um, because look at the prayer Christ prayed for them. Um, and they are going to be the very first pioneers of Christianity. The very first. Guys, think about that. Being the very, very first um, 12, well, minus one, because Judas um, was prepared for destruction, chosen for destruction. See the, the sovereign will there. See, not everyone is good. There are select certain people that were chosen um, and given to Christ. Um, verse 20, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who believe in me through their message. So he's praying for people now who the disciples are going to reach. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Verse 22, I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. It's pretty unique there. Jesus did not say anything about miracles uh, or anything, but what Jesus said is such perfect unity, closeness, um, you know, a, a network, you know, a unit. He's saying unity, a unit. Verse 24, Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Wow, it's a beautiful prayer. Jesus just uh, really covering his disciples. You know, he, he knows... He's getting ready. You know, his time is really short. And, um, you know, I love how he just poured his heart out. Um, asking God to just really, you know, be with them and help them. And, you know, I, I really love and enjoy that prayer. Jesus prayed it. It really shows how much he, he cares for those he, he has chosen. Um you know, and if you are one of the, the chosen people of Christ, you know, if you have the unique opportunity of Christ knocking on the door of your heart, um, that is a privilege, man, and an honor. And I would not reject that if I were you. Um, but of course, at the end of the day, you know, we all have our own choices. 
and we uh we live with what we make you know so your life is the way it is um possibly because things were done to you but once you're an adult we have a unique opportunity to take what was done to us and this is the miracle of Jesus Christ you know he doesn't ask us to change our lives and clean ourselves up and come to him Jesus shows us the pattern, man, of, of, of seeking and saving the lost. He shows us, you know, you see him coming in contact with so many different people, so many different ways. Um, whether they came to him, he went to them. Um, Jesus saves. And he loves those who are in situations, you know, maybe someone put you in it. Maybe you put yourself in it. That doesn't matter. He is there to redeem you. He is there to show you life. He is there to give you peace. He is there to sustain you. Um, when you think you can't go any further, make it another minute, breathe another breath, that is where Jesus does his greatest work. Um, you know, so if you are one of those, you know, this prayer does attain to us because Jesus does say, he said in verse 20, he said, I'm not just praying for my disciples, but also for those who who would ever believe in me through their message. You know, the disciples of Christ are the ones who proclaim Jesus and deliver his message. You know, there are still active living disciples on the earth. Every believer is not a disciple. There are believers and there are disciples. There is a clear distinction between them. Um, you know, Jesus speaks to his disciples. Um, so, you know, I just, I love God's word. And, and I hope somewhere along this journey, you um, take it upon yourself to to begin your own, your own reading of scripture, your, your own study, you know, a deep study, thinking, meditating, dwelling. You know, spend some time on it. Think about it. And um, like I said, you know, Jesus wants to have his own personal relationship with you and through you. Um, so we are not called to mock anyone in scripture or look for the same experiences to be repeated. So when you read scripture, keep scripture in context and it will give you a shadow of how Christ works and it will help you to pick up on things as he works in your own life. Um, but it's important. Context is important. A text, you know, a, a text out of context is a con. C-O-N, context. Don't let the con out of the text. Um, keep scripture accurate. Um, and don't be so selfish to think it all applies to you. You know, there's a history to it. There's a meaning to it. So think all that through. Um, but I want to say that, you know, God has a good plan for you and Jesus loves you and he, he, he did great things for you. So I want to encourage you to, um, to let your heart be open to him. Let your heart be open to other people. Don't judge people and, and um, let unity um, be, be, uh, be seen and known in your life. Um, and love. Let love be the, the core trademark of who you are. Um, all right, thank you and uh, look forward to bringing chapter 18.